This episode was recorded prior to our name change. We are now officially called The Mike Line Show. Look for us on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else to subscribe. Yo, what up, what up? For Hypebeast Radio, this is Manny and this is Soundcheck, a show that looks to discover the origin story of your favorite artists and major players in the music industry. We ask the questions that you always wanted to get answered and you never know who may pop by. For episode four, we have Jerome and Sam of DJ DS, the legendary Los Angeles-based production and DJ duo. They talk about the LA electric scene then and now, their new album, Big Wave More Fire, working with Kanye West, and share a ton of more stories. Welcome to Soundcheck. We have some special guests. Why don't you introduce yourselves? I'm Sam. And I am Jerome. Nice, nice, nice. So first thing I want to talk about is, I guess, the origin story. What's When did y'all meet? When did music become a, a factor in your lives? Yeah. Um, yeah, we met like seven years ago now out in L.A. Um, we were both, we sort of both just moved there, moved back there in Jerome's case. Um, and yeah, we were just trying to get stuff started for ourselves as, you know, producers and DJs, but at that time, you know, aspiring producers and DJs um, <laughs> because we didn't really have much going on. Um, and the uh, the place where we first came in touch was at a uh, a party that I was DJing, but it really wasn't much of a party because there was literally like two people there. And it was at this bar in um, Chinatown in LA called Mountain Bar. Um, yeah, and straight up, there was no one there, but Jerome was one of the two people. Um, and so we linked up. He had, like, heard some of my tracks online. Back then, it was all, like, you know, SoundCloud, I guess. Pre-Spotify. Um, yeah, pre-Spotify. <laughs> pre, pre, like, ago. record label. Um, but, yeah, we, uh, that's, yeah, that's how we met. And we yeah. were just, we were fast friends. We yeah. started hanging a lot after that. And, you know, just had a lot of, like, the same um, taste. We're kind of going for, the, you know, pretty similar stuff, I think, with what we were trying to make. The, the, I'm always curious about, like, um, the beginnings. Because it's, like, when you become aspiring to actually doing what you envision yourself yeah. doing how did how did that jump happen where where did that jump happen i think you know we started we were each kind of doing individual stuff and then we we got together to make music together and then we were just making tracks for friends to like hear and, and to dj out and we named the tracks uh, the artist dj dodger stadium because sam we were working out of sam's apartment that was at the foothills of dodger stadium but then sam had the great idea to start a record label as well to just put out our music and our friend's music um it was called body high and that kind of like really started legitimizing things for us because we realized like okay this is like a thing we could throw parties we can make merch we can release our friends and you know that kind of for me was looking back kind of like a turning point into it actualizing into like okay this is like a long-term thing this could be a career and we just kept grinding and you know to this day it's just kind of like the same ethos that was from that time we like apply it to even if things get bigger and there's more stuff involved it's still kind of like that same diy mentality yeah. through and through but yeah i mean and also it's just like you know when you decide to like quit your other job um because back then like 
you know, I was like working as like a part-time teacher and Jerome was working at a uh, self-service dog wash. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. So <laughs> that I got fired from cause I was making beats yeah. and, <laughs> and, the, and I got a negative Yelp review. Yeah. But yeah. That's, you know, I mean, you know how it is like, yeah, that's yeah. like for, you know, anybody I think who's like doing something, you know, creatively or, you know, just like independently, I guess it's like when you like finally make the call to, you know, quit that other thing that's like, making your money at that point and then it's sort of like well you know gotta make this work yeah you gotta take the leap yeah what's the creative process for y'all because i always enjoy I, I feel like diy is like a thing now but then essentially like um what is yeah what is the creative process for y'all when y'all envision something whether it's with music or merch with the, the label I mean, I think like with music, I think the one thing that's, you know, just sort of in our like DNA as producers is sampling. So we're always looking at like everything like that. And, you know, now we do, you know, a lot of stuff that's like way more, um, you know, sort of formal and structure and, you know, has, you know, real vocalists and, you know, multiple real, song real vocalists yeah, and yeah. Yeah, real songwriting, I guess. Um, you know whatever that is whatever but, that's true that's a yeah, sampling is real we always look at it um from sort of like a sampling perspective you know so it's just like honing in on one tiny little thing that even if it's like you know literally like a syllable or like a some sort of like a percussive hit or you know anything just a weird little sound that if we like something enough it's like you kind of when you have that like sampling mentality you know you can like build you know something like big off of that how hard is it, I guess, sampling now? Because I feel like ever since the the whole Pharrell um, yeah. situation yeah. happened, it's everyone, all my DJs, all my DJs and my, my producer friends are like, yo, sam we just go away from that now. Yeah, We sample ourselves a lot because we'll like start a project and it'll just be like, turn on the mic, Sam will freestyle something, we'll get like some interesting sound, I'll process it real fast on the computer, kind of in a live situation. It's all kind of done live. And so even though it's not sampling from, you know, an old record, it's still like sampling, from, we're taking things out of context. And I think we love just taking things and playing with the context in which you kind of like the final product is heard. Yeah, like this new, we, the new song that we have coming out this week um, that has Khalid and Charlie Wilson, Charlotte Day Wilson, like that started, we were doing a session with Charlie Wilson. We did like a, um, you know, a couple different songs and there was one that, we ultimately just ended you know it just wasn't right but there was one line where he was you know the line was like but i'm feeling no pain and so we had kind of scrapped the rest of the song but knew that that line and the way he said it was just you know special and like it could it could be something else we took that and then restarted something else but we're always doing that sort of rearranging like you know bits and pieces from different sessions different days and just like you know figuring out where where it's all gonna like actually fit how did y'all learn how to produce? I mean, like, messing around yeah, on well, computers. pretty just like self-taught, really. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, but as like so many people are these days, it's like, you know, you get one friend who can show you a couple things, and then yeah. you get some YouTube videos that can right. show you a couple yeah, things. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, still learning how to produce. It's never like, it's all, and I think that's kind of important that we've learned is like the adaptability and like kind of staying up on what's going on, and also like pushing ourselves to make things sound different than what we have done previously because I think staying comfortable is kind of is not really our vibe you know one of the things that um when I was researching y'all my friend was said you have to ask them about LA rave warehouses they were like yeah these guys were 
had the best scene. <laughs> That's tight. <laughs> yeah. Tell, yeah. Tell me about, I guess, this, that whole scene and everything. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, like Jerome mentioned earlier, we had a, um, you know, a label called Body High that we were running when we uh, were, you know, first getting started. And so we started throwing parties for the label, you know, just as ways for us and for the other producers to play. Um, and it was, it was just like, you know, this was only like five years ago, really. But in L.A. at the time, it was honestly just like easier to throw in a, a you know, a legal party at a warehouse and just to get, you know, to rent out a warehouse from somebody, some landlord who like didn't care, um, you know, just set up and do your own party. That was like actually just easier than like convincing a club in Hollywood that you were going to be able to like, you know, bring in X amount of people and they were going to be able to sell like right. X amount of bottles. So it was just like, you know, it was just like a means to to get out and to have shows. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, it was just, it's kind of like, it was the natural thing to do at the time because it was so available. Um, and other people were doing it too. So sort of like built into like, you know, like the nightlife culture in LA, like, you know, friends outside of music would go to warehouse parties and stuff. It was like a part of like going out in LA for a while. But, you know, unfortunately, I mean, I think that kind of stuff always like is cyclical. So it's like, it'll come back sometime and be I'm sure an important part of the city again, but right now it's like, you know, it sort of had its run for a little while and then, um, you know, just ended up getting like pretty cracked down upon on the police and stuff where it's like kind of in the end of what I can think about it being sort of like the heyday, you know, only like four years ago, it's like you'd go to some and there'd like straight up be like police helicopters, like, <laughs> you know, coming in and like, oh, it just wow. got, you know, it got really cracked down upon. Um, and you know, probably for good and bad reasons, I'm sure. But yeah, that's sort of, you know, that sort of faded out. But luckily for us, we did get to be a real, you know, part of that for a while. And it's like, when you're playing in that kind of space, you sort of just have like, you know, a real freedom to do like, whatever you want. Um, again, because it's like, it's not a real club, and there's no real promoter involved or anything like that. So that I think helped us a lot musically and sort of helped how we think now you know and it's gone into the production a lot where it's just like you know you just sort of you know you're making your own rules um and hopefully it's like and i always think it's like you can hopefully hear that like mm -hmm. a little bit now even in the stuff that we do that's like way more polished like mm -hmm. there's like something from like you know those experiences in warehouses and stuff that's like mm -hmm. still in there somewhere nice nice yeah. is there like a memory that stands out from, from like yo i can't believe that happened or I mean, we did, yeah, we threw this, a really, really fun one outside in the spring once that was in a, it was actually in like a, um, a parking lot behind a warehouse, just like deep, you know, sort of downtown LA. And we, like the stage was like a, it was just like a U-Haul truck that we rented and, you know, turned around. And so the booth was like set up in the back of the U-Haul. So it's sort of just this open U-Haul in a parking lot was enclosed and it kind of just made this like perfect sort of like um like outdoor like hidden courtyard in the middle of all these warehouse deserted warehouses in LA you could hear it from like blocks away but yeah. you didn't necessarily know how to get there you and know? it was yeah it was pretty confusing to get to but you know it was great like people figured it out and it was just sort of like 500 of like our friends and you know people who really wanted to be there because it's like you know it's hard to get to um <laughs> And yeah, it was just, I don't know, that always stood out to me as like one of the, one of the best vibes.
When you listen to your old work and you listen to your new work now, what's one of the things that's that's different or stands out in your progression? I mean, I think, you know, we've yeah, we've just sort of gotten a lot better, like <laughs> on every side of it. You know, I think our our songwriting's better, like the ideas are more ambitious. The production's you know, way better. Um but it's always like sort of been like the same feeling, you know, I think like we've always kind of been um yeah, putting that same sort of feeling in the bat in, you know, in the songs, like at the core. Um, so it's like, yeah, I mean, we were talking about this the other day, but like, I think, you know, we did like our first stuff, you know, is like straight up like techno basically. Um, and that's like, you know, now we're doing stuff that's, you know, doesn't really sound like that, but like for us and like being a producer, like doing like techno and just like sampling shit and like not having to be cleared, like that's like, if we were like a band with guitars, like that would have been like the album that we had like made in a garage, you know, with like a four track and just like, you know, done totally ourselves because that's what it was. But it's just like it's the producer equivalent, you know, so it was never really like about the genre, I think, for us. It was mm -hmm. just like, you know, the means to get it out, you know, and that was just yeah, for us, it was like that was the easiest and the most exciting at the time. Nice. Nice. How did it feel, I guess? Uh, when I guess Kanye's team, I read Kanye's team reached out to y'all and was like, "Hey, we trying to get in contact with." <laughs> I mean, it was insane. Man. Yeah. It's like you think it's like a joke at first, you know, like or like you know, like it just couldn't be real or something like that, you know. But yeah, then you just I know. I go remember up to his house driving, and there. I remember that car ride like it was yesterday. Kind of yeah. like, I mean, luckily there's two of us, so we could like. I was freaking out saying be like it's gonna be chill man no it was cool and then it's just like you know we went into that whole process with kind of like open expect no expectations just open-minded and like you know it was a, it was a trip what was that process like I mean when we've when we first the first day we met him we I guess I think we maybe thought that he wanted to like sample one of our songs or something like like that and so that's kind of like as mm -hmm. far as our expectation like right. reach but um yeah I mean the you know the first day we met him within like the first hour of of uh spending time with him he was just he asked you know he was just like i'm trying to finish up this album um you know which was life of pablo but i think had a different name at that point um and he was like i'm trying to finish up this album like you know can i lock you guys off for a while can you you know help me just like you know knock this out and we were like yeah of course you <laughs> yeah. know and then yeah, from that day, it was like literally we just got to work with him and, you know, his whole team and circle and extended circle for like, it was, you know, pretty much six weeks, but every single day, you know, until it came out. And we would just go in a couple different studios. Um, and yeah, man, it was just insane. I mean, it was like all those guys who work on that, um, it's just all, you know, it's like the heaviest hitters, like in music basically so it's like i don't know it, was, it honestly felt like going to like you know it's like you're we just like had gotten to go to like harvard and like getting you know to get like a degree in like dope music you know? yeah. <laughs> like, that's like it was just insane it was like yeah. the, you know a tr like experience of a lifetime and we came out you know so much better for it i think nice and y'all got to work on multiple tracks which is like so cool because the album also was like changing yeah. as you yeah. listen and so um what was what was that like to be a part of i guess uh, not to be a part of it but um him as in the studio and him just like 
always like, hey, I may want to tweak this yeah. and may want to take this out and stuff like that. I mean, he's just, yeah, I mean, he's just, he's the master, you know, it's like he can, he can do it all. Um, and I don't think, you know, no one is like sort of able to have these like sort of larger ambitions and bigger concepts for what he's doing and then just actually carry it out. You know, he knows exactly how to execute it. And I think a lot of the times like, he's thinking so much further ahead than anybody else in the room that the people, if you're working with them, you don't exactly know what's happening, you know, until, until it happens. Um, because he's, you know, he's really the one who's just like, who's leading it all. And so, I mean, for us, like, you know, we, we sort of didn't even know like why we were there to begin with, you know, and we didn't, it took a, it took a moment to, you know, it took a couple of days or maybe a week or two to realize like what he had sort of seen in us that was going to, you know, help his vision for that. Um, but when that clicked for us was just a really, you know, it's a cool moment. Yeah. It's just like, it's, uh, yeah, it's cool. And I think he, you know, he does that with other people and he sort of, you know, he's like, he's able to, since he's able to see that and see so far ahead, I think he like, he gives his collaborators a lot of confidence, I think to really like, do their best work because he can see stuff in people that's like um, they may not see in themselves exactly yeah exactly and he can see like what's really like vital about what they're doing mm -hmm. you know in a way that you know maybe nobody else does yeah who's who's your favorite artist to list i guess you worked with for the new project you're coming out with if you could pass a hard question yeah yeah, yeah. all like of your, your some of your, your favorite i guess favorite moments i'm making the new the new album I mean, we had a great session with this um, singer, Charlotte Day Wilson, who's on this new single, um, she's from Toronto. And like, we got introduced to her via, you know, via email. She came to the studio and she didn't have too much time to come to like, to, to record or anything, but we just hung out and talked with her. And then like, she's like, I gotta go in 15 minutes if you wanna play this and play me anything. We played her the track and she really liked it. And she just did her thing very, very quickly, very impressively. Um, so that was, yeah, that was awesome. But I mean, there's a lot of like interesting highlights for sure. Yeah. There's a, there's like, for me, there's a track, um, it's called I get by on the album and it has Amber Mark and then, uh, this guy Vori and they're sort of just like, I think right now those are like, you know, Vori. Yeah. He's very sick. Um, but those two are probably like, those are just my two favorite singers right now. And I just, I love, you know, both of their voices so much and, you know, how they can kind of, you know, deliver um, and, and how they write too, you know, they're just like, yeah, they're incredible to me. So to get them both on one track, you know, felt really, really cool. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a lot. We could go person by person, but yeah, yeah but no, it was, it was a, it was a, it was yeah, a great man, process. I mean, overall it's like, we were just, it, you know, we got to work with so many cool people on this album, you know, on our album. And it's like, yeah, everybody just really brought a lot. How do y'all like, I guess, I guess pick or just collaborate with artists? Like, how do y'all decide like, hey, this person probably really good for this. Mm -hmm. Or y'all, do y'all here to be first and then decide? Do you be like, hey, this person, I really want to work with that person and then work with and then go from there i mean luckily like for us you know we've gotten to do production for other people um too so oftentimes like that'll be a way a relationship starts you know where we'll come in to maybe work on somebody else's album or work on a couple tracks for them um i mean that's you know that's like what we did with khalid mm -hmm. we got brought on to work you know on his 
album American Dean um so that was like his debut and we yeah we just started getting to know him that way you know and we worked on um a couple things for that and you know sort of helped him kind of like figure out the you know the track list order and sort of the overall you know presentation and what he was going for and you just like you know you get to know somebody a lot and so that it just made sense to sort of show him stuff that we were working on um you know, and when you're clicking with somebody, it's like their chances are it's like they're going to be into that, too. And, you know, he was and the stuff that we showed him, you just immediately wanted to to jump on and write to. Um, so, yeah, it's just like, you know, you get to kind of do both. And then it's good because it's not all about like one side or the other. You know, it's like everybody's sort of helping each other out. Yeah. Just kind of like creating. I mean, and also like we, you know, when we're choosing, it's not we're choosing like who we want to get on tracks and stuff it's like we we're just like a fan of a lot of of different of an eclectic group of of different types of music and there's certain voices that really like you know kelly from wet is a perfect example of like the first time i heard wet and saw them play live i was just like i would love to work with her you know that voice there's something angelic about it and we were lucky enough to like she was down when we reached out and like she came to our studio and i mean that's a cool thing it's like a lot of these relationships then just like build like they come to our studio and like we just hang out and it's not even you know you don't have great expectations in mind you don't you know that you kind of learn that it's just like let's just make music and that kind of just goes back to this like no pressure no expectation just make music for the sake of making music figure out everything later but it's like if it's dope it's dope and it's yeah it was uh you know but every certain situations are different you know like it all can kind of change, but you know, for example, like the dream was like a person that we met during the Pablo sessions and that was incredible. And he was really encouraging and, you know, often would check in with us. And then we just had this track with Vori and like, we, we were just like thinking about the hook and it was just like, you know, Vori killed it on these two verses and we we're like, God, the dream would be for lack of a better word, a dream on this. <laughs> and we just like, we had his number from, from the Pablo things and just like hit him up. And he was like, yes, this is fire. And like literally two hours later you have, the dreams vocals with the lyrics. It was just like, it was, that was, a, that was a, a dope moment for sure. I'm such a huge dream fan. I think yeah. that guy's genius. Like Absolutely. he's one of the best uh, like ever. artists ever. Like it's one of the best songwriters. Well, just what, great. What was it? Yeah. What is it like? Like just working with him. Just tell me about that. Yeah. I mean, I, there's, you know, guys like him and then, you know, Charlie Wilson to like even more of an extent mm -hmm. who are just so, you know, yeah, just kind of like the mm -hmm. ultimate, like, OGs of, yeah. you know, of their craft. And it's like, yeah, you just, you feel it and you can, you hear it. It's like, it's, there's so much, um, you know, so much kind of like precision and mm -hmm. expertise mm -hmm. and history and just, I guess, soul, you know, in yeah. everything they do. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I remember like when we, the first time we went to the studio with Charlie Wilson, you like the very first time you heard him get on the mic and it's just like oh, oh my god, god. like this, this like and it all sort of makes sense you know you're like that's why this guy is like you know been you know the pro of all pros yeah. for you know like 40 some odd years you know it's like it's just a it's a whole different thing when his mic or when his voice goes through a microphone you know it's like it's unbelievable and so perfect sarah because um i dream charlie wilson they're renowned OGs, yeah, um, wonderful. And then it's funny enough because I think Khalid, um, he's 
like I listened to this album and this guy is special. Yes. Like yes. it's really incredible. Like I was very much apprehensive. I was like, oh, this may be too young for me. He's like an eighteen year old kid. Yeah. Um, but his his voice, his songwriting the melodies, it's really, really like yeah. breathtaking. Oh, uh, uh, totally, man. And that's like, you know, what I was saying to about with Charlie and hearing that for the first time. It's like, you know, you're kind of like in the back of your mind, you're like, damn, like that was amazing. That's like, it's got to be like a once in a lifetime thing. But the wild thing is that Huge. over the last like year and a half, it's like I've had that experience like a lot of times. You nice. know, Khalid's definitely another person like that. You know, it's like Amber Mark is a definitely, you know, person like that. It's where, you know, it's just, it's on, yeah, they're on a whole, a whole different level. And I think it's like, you know, Amber and Khalid are way younger, but mm -hmm. it's that same thing where it's just like they're they're so natural at what mm -hmm. they're doing that it's like, you know, it's flawless. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's awesome that um, they are both are very much um, into the craft and also fans of just like music in general i think one of the, the things that stands out by y'all that stands out by y'all is that you're you can touch on all different genres like a lot of genres and mm -hmm. that's you know that's that's pretty awesome um how that's did right. you how did y'all keep how do y'all like i guess expand the sound and just keep your ear open for new mm -hmm. things yeah i mean i think you know we're just we're always listening to mm -hmm. stuff um you know yeah as much as possible really so and it's yeah i mean it's just like you know, it's like a feeling kind of thing. And it like really doesn't matter what genre is, even if it's like, like we've been both listening to this like uh, Keith Jarrett piano, solo piano concert. And it's just like, it's raw. It's one guy playing keys. And it's just like the emotion and the feeling in that. And from that to like, you know, whatever, Fleetwood, anything. And then new stuff. It's like, you can kind of just whatever. There's a certain feeling that both Sam and I, you know, found ourselves liking and drawn t towards when we first started making music it was just like this natural thing that we were both like searching to express and then kind of that was happening and then we can hear that in all these different other sources and it's like you hear someone else's music and it's like oh like they'd be great to work with you know or like that would be a dope thing to sample but let's like get inspired by that or you know what i mean it's just like it's a difficult thing to explain to words yeah, for I sure mean, you know and we're lucky too i think it's just like our influences and the stuff that we sort of were you know able to kind of like intake you know growing up it's like it i think for both of us was all was so varied that you know we sort of have like enough of a vocabulary and enough of a you know sort of understanding of the history of like so many different types of music that it does enable us to like go into a lot of really different rooms and then you know take elements of that and bring it somewhere else you know and sort of be yeah, just sort of in the middle of a lot of different, a lot of different styles and a lot of different genres. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's like we're sort of yet to encounter like a studio, you know, f session or feeling where we're, you know, ever feeling like out of place, really, you know, which is like, yeah, lucky, really. Nice. Do you ever sit and like think about like the future of music? Like, like, hey, where, what's what's the music industry gonna look like a couple like 10 years from now oh know? yeah man all the time like and it's that's like it's fascinating and that's also just so like you know i love following that and thinking about that i mean we had like you know we were talking about you know i think it was because we were on the way to new york and stuff and just like talking about like how you know fascinating it is to watch like this whole like sort of generation clash with rap in new york and <laughs> you know how like <laughs> upset you know sort of the older generation seems and you know the yeah it's just like but it's 
that stuff's amazing though. You know, it's like, it feels like, you know, when you heard about like, you know, when you were a kid and your parents were maybe like, you know, like, Oh, like, like stories about their parents, like not like yeah. fucking with like the Rolling Stones or like thinking like the Beatles were like the devil, you know, and when you're right. a kid and you see the Beatles, you're like, how the hell like yeah, these like guys the like look lame like how yeah, could yeah. They, like anyone hate yeah, that like people stuff? Are and it's burning like, their records you get like it's, it's cool. not it's a like, new thing yeah, yeah but it's cool to be i it's one thing you know yeah about i guess just like growing up and having a little bit more perspective like it actually is like fascinating to watch you know something like that and how different people sort of deal with it and react to change um i mean yeah ultimately i think it's like you you've got to just, you've got to go with it. You yeah. know, and the people that do get like really sort of upset about these shifts are like the ones that just get like left behind and sort of just seem like angry and, you know, like they're just not having as much fun, you know? Do y'all, I, I had this conversation with a friend. I was like, man, like a couple of years from now when we have kids, like 20 years from now, I'm going to be playing like dip set and be like wow timeless <laughs> yeah so do, do you have like records that's like out now that you can see yourself playing yeah. and like and what are those records i it's funny because i I, t I talked to my wife we like started our vinyl collection like we started over and it's like for that specific thing in mind and so we like just get the stuff that like i would like to play our future children and like you know it's i mean it's stuff like 808s and heartbreaks i think will be like yes. something that will stand the test of time blonde obviously blonde. Like, yes yeah you know I, mean, I just try to limit my vinyl purchases though to things that i know i would like to listen to in 20 years but yeah blonde's gonna be like that record that like you know yeah when kids in like you know 30 40 years like you know from like you know the middle of nowhere like start their like freshman year at college you know and some like slightly more like cooler on it kid will like put them on to blonde like you know we will never have heard college, anything like and it'll like you know blow their minds yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. i mean be like oh my fucking god like <laughs> this is what it's all about right. you know yeah. like yeah it's i love to think about that yeah. so yeah. it's so dope you know and yeah. it's like and you know that's that's the best that's like what's inspiring you know it's like everybody should be trying to to make those records and you know so few people can but if that's what you're going for, I think it's like, it's a way, way better place to, you'll end up in a way better place. Yeah. Nice. One thing I definitely, um, wanted to ask is, um, your, your label merch are like, it's like very much like well known. And so I see it like on Instagram a lot and it's like very, it's, it's awesome. How, what was, how did y'all think of stuff like creative process for that? I mean, again, like it just, it started as sort of just like a means to like get at, you know, literally like the, doing like shirts in the beginning was just like a way to to like make money to pay for the mastering of like the, our early releases and stuff like that so we were really you know it was um yeah it was just like it was a way to to get out all the ideas more but we've just you know i think we've always been into that but also like we're lucky enough to work with a lot of really cool people and have some good friends who were helping us out in the beginning it was like you know, just one of my oldest friends, this guy, Max, you know, and he helped like design some of the stuff. And, you know, it's just like, it's a close friend. You're just on the same page. Um, and so he kind of, you know, he made the stuff just sort of look how the music was sounding, you know, and I think people responded to that because it just wasn't, you know, it was sort of had like feeling, I guess, but was um, a little rough around the edges and just wasn't overly designed and didn't look like, you know, some graphic designer like did it in 
you know, right. Photoshop. It was, you know, it was just, yeah, it was just, yeah, exactly. It was just prints and like more, um, literally was like more physical, you know, yeah. and the, the music was like that too, you know, it just, it didn't feel overly, overly polished, you know? Um, last question, advice you would give if you had like, somebody be like, Hey, what is, what is the lesson of, did you learn so far in your life? What, what would that advice be? There's no such thing as success. The people that we think are successful don't view themselves as successful. They are all, I mean, I feel like, and that's, you know, success can often lead to complacency or if you view yourself as successful. So always keep pushing and keep grinding. Exactly. And that's, yeah, that's why you got to just like find your own thing, you know? Um, yeah. Cause that's, that's kind of only what's, that's the only thing that's going to make you happy, I guess. I think from the opposite, from talking to y'all, I think one of the cool things is that I guess I, what I sense is that all this y'all success or everything that's happening comes from a natural, like y'all just did something y'all thought was cool and then other, other people gravitated towards it. I think that's something I feel like people don't understand. It's just like you create for yourself and people will come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's easy to follow trends. You can just look and kind of replicate, but that may leave you uh, creatively unsatisfied, I guess. Mm. Nice, yeah. nice. Awesome. Dope. Well, this has been great. It's yeah, been thanks great. so much. This is awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah thank so you. I'm excited for the new music, and so, cool. yeah. <laughs>